0: Podcast, this is Unhirable with White Karen and Go To Gay Zobby. <laughs> Hi, our guest today is us. Yay!
1: <laughs> this is what you came for.
0: Um, whether you like it or not, but you like it. Don't lie.
1: Welcome back, friends.
0: How are you? How, How are is Wheezies? everybody? Uh, how's everybody recovering from Charlottesville? How are we feeling about that, Karen?
1: Yo, that's fucking crazy. Not just that that chick died, a white woman, but this shit with, um, this shit with the, the, um, trying to get people's, um, ISPs or whatever, like the name and information and everything about people who visited the anti Trump website. You heard about this, obviously, right? Yeah, of course. That is the single most disturbing thing that i've heard in the last like two years
0: well this is literally what sarah shulman said was going to happen what We're, we're we're really seeing fascism take hold like i really think that that is what we're seeing happen here and i think that at this point it's not alarmist to draw parallels to germany No,
1: it's not. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the one thing that he hasn't done that I've seen, he hasn't started going after academics yet. I'll be really troubled. I don't
1: think that's true. I mean, maybe not explicitly, but he's always, he's been anti-academic since he ran.
0: He's been anti-intellectual. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, right. That's not the same as anti-academic.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, literally when he starts going after like the really smart people, that's when I'll be really freaked out. I don't know. I'm like sort of if like this is a white people problem, but it's like an American mm. problem also. Wait,
1: wait, wait, what's a white people problem?
0: White supremacy. Like that's mm. the whole idea that yeah, white right. supremacy is a white people problem. Like white people deal with this. Like I think white people also have like made the same justification, like figure out your black crime.
1: OK, here's my real question so I seen people say that I think Trayvon free tweeted something that's been like passed around Instagram and stuff that was like white people been telling black people to clean up black on black crime forever. And now white people, you need to come for your f- fucking family members. And I hear that because as I've said a million times, my parents voted for Trump and I that I was, that was disturbing to me. Um, and we did like get into it over it. However, I don't I live here right I hang out with you I hang out with artists this is like I live here in New York I don't I don't have people I can just reach out to and be like hey what the fuck's up with you and Trump like I don't you know what I mean I don't have people
0: I can just talk down well that's like been a real issue with this podcast is try reaching out and trying to get Trump people to come on it because you know Sammy Amount's friend of the show dear friend of the show Uh, I think today actually drops or yesterday dropped the final episode of this season of her podcast, Make America Relate Again. Actually, somebody else is doing a similar titled something, Make America something again. I can't remember what it is. Oh, well, that's beside the point.
1: I think a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Sammy has done, though, a good job, I think, of talking to these women. And I don't know, like, what good actually doing that work does. Not just on on Samia's account, but, like, like in general. I don't know if that actually is going to change anything. Right. I just, like, I think that we're at a point where the cancer is so far gone. It's at such an advanced stage that the medicine required is going to have to be really dramatic bordering on killing the system so let me entirely. ask you
1: something by the cancer you mean what racism white racism
0: well i've been thinking a lot about this and i think that it comes down to the capitalism that this country was founded on and one of the most profitable commodities early on in the republic was slave labor were, was human bodies that were traded uh whole industries were built on that um. So
1: but you think that now this point 2017 it's the cancer is worse now than it was then Don't you think people might be just like more triggered and or vocal now?
0: No, 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 I don't I actually I think that the, the problem is so bad that white people can't even see it And I think what's happened is, is that like if you look at a body, right? Let's say white people are the epidermis of this body We're the ones that have always been the most visible We've always controlled and the most white and the most white. Okay. But the epidermis is supported by a lot of shit underneath it. And that's the shit that really keeps the, the body going. That's the shit that keeps life going.
1: Well, you know what, Tommy? There's no us in epidermis. And no matter
0: how pretty the epidermis is, <laughs> right? No matter how clean it is, no matter how pure, whatever weird term you want to apply to that, which is what white supremacy does is it places a value on whiteness uh, it is non existent if you don't take care of everything else. And we as a society have not been taking care of everything else from day one. It's been by design. There have been laws. You know, into the twentieth century, you know, there there were there were laws against intermarriage. There were there were the, the whole
1: thing. If we're gonna be scientific about <laughs> it. This is science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, I mean, I just, I, I, I don't think that, I don't think that there's a woke response to this. And I'm sick of seeing, like... But aren't
1: you sick of woke? Fuck woke. What's woke? Whatever. Woke is a way of not looking at individual people and just lumping everyone as, you're white, you're the problem. You're black, you're not the problem. And I'm not saying... I'm not saying one race or the other is the problem. I think that's, I think that does the problem a disservice. I think the solution to the problem a disservice. By saying, well, white people, this is on you. Okay, fine. But white people, you know, we don't live in isolation. We live here with everybody else. This is a system, like you said. The epidermis doesn't cover nothing. It covers a body. I mean, I don't think that's a really, like, perfect analogy. But whatever, even if we're going with it, it's nothing here stands in isolation. So if you want to blame one single group of people, you are you are like making the problem harder to solve
0: no i agree with you a hundred percent that it actually isn't just on white people it's on literally everybody not being violent i think that that's what the solution is is that everybody has to adopt a radical stance against violence Mm -hmm. it just has to happen and i don't know what it would take an alien invasion a part of the world to eat itself.
1: A war. It would take a war to or unify us.
0: a plague.
1: A war or a draft or something where all of us now are in the same boat. We're all sacrificing the same way.
0: Yes, but what is going to face us? What what enemy are we going to unite against?
1: North Korea or Russia or China.
0: Um, okay, those are three, yeah, nations. I don't know. I think that the earth could pose <laughs> yeah. a bigger threat. I tried threat. to pick nations. I think the Earth could yeah, pose a threat. Yeah, maybe global warming
1: or whatever. Yeah, might but I'm saying, right I'm we saying, might kill
0: ourselves before them with these fucking wars.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, global warming is gonna take years to fully like we're seeing it, but it's gonna take a while to become till shit really hits the fan. And in the meantime, we're like fully fucking each other up.
0: Yeah, I sort of think that the like it's good that people are white people i'm talking about white people i work in a really racist industry i work in two probably really racist industries um and then i work on this incredibly racist podcast <laughs> but like the theater like new york city theater. you're welcome but is yes go on really i want to just be clear <laughs> i love theater and i love theater because of theater i've seen in new york and I continue to love theater that I see in New York. This industry as a whole is like the nation uh, is is probably like the It ci- is like the city that we live in. It's fucking racist. And the white people that are in control can't see it. It takes a lot to get white people can't to get us. Can't see it
1: or see it and don't care.
0: Or, or, or see s- it
1: and care and don't want to do anything. Or
0: see something different than like non-white people see i think it actually comes down to just disagreeing about what's signified by by specific moments by interactions by laws by words um there's lots of different people read things into and when you when you have lots of different factors coming together when you have people like david duke Mm -hmm. challenging the president and then congratulating the president you know, that's about David Duke. It's not about Donald Trump on the surface. But there are so many things about Donald Trump that are not about Donald Trump on the surface. He has plausible deniability for everything. So it's really hard from to from pin him down. different from other politicians, though? That's, not, that's a political thing. It's not. But what is different uh, from other politicians is that he's more of an asshole in press conferences. And okay, did you watch the remains, one from today? I've seen pieces of it. Oh, and it was so
1: funny to watch. I was like clapping and laughing out of honestly horror sometimes, but yeah. listening him talk to the media and call them to their faces fake news. Okay, fake news. It's <laughs> so goddamn funny. I mean, I've He's never not wrong. It's not still wrong. fake news. He's I have 100% never. Right. Okay, so we need to get Erin Ryan Bristboard, back on here yes. because she, I had a really interesting conversation with her a few weeks back about the news and I told her that and I said that he doesn't not have a point his thing is that he has these reasonable points that he pushes to these insane like extreme exaggerations to appeal to his base right so it's not the media is not the enemy of the people that's insane but do they lie I don't know if they straight up lie but they have a bias and an agenda a thousand percent he's not wrong to say that they're a business they're there to make money and Aaron was Aaron pointed out that like that Um, Well, I mean, I'll just let fucking let her tell it. She should come back on the show. But she had like some reasonable points about why the media is just doing what it does and how that can like appear to be a bias or whatever. But and 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 I'll let her tell it. Obviously, I just totally cocked that up. But the point being, you can't tell me you just can't fucking tell me because it isn't true that the media isn't shitty. You can't tell me that. There's too
0: much of an editorial voice in the media that people consume. Right. I was at my mother's house. And it's
1: shameless. Like, they're not ashamed of it. They're not well, even trying to hide it anymore. Well, you shouldn't be ashamed
0: if you're doing it. Why? You but because if you're, then but it if becomes, you, then they're trying to subvert something. I don't know. Then it becomes, now it but really But they play is like
1: they're objective. But th- th- None of them are.
0: Who could say that any of them are objective about Trump? It's very few people who are objective about Trump.
1: N- but but they maintain this, f- about this mantle of objectivity, which is a lie. That's the lie. It's not that they're explicitly lying and saying facts that aren't true. It's that they are not objective.
0: Okay. So is Erin somebody who is objective? Friend of the show, writes? dear friend, dear, dear friend.
1: friend. Um. Yeah. And and I like really love and adore and respect Erin. And also and and she's very very smart. And her opinions that she writes about are um intelligent and well thought out and also when you talk to her in person she's reasonable and cool also Erin is that's not a not question she's a she columnist though her job is thing, to editorialize right? exactly. she doesn't she and she's she'll she explained this to me also that she's not the one going out and doing these like kind of in-depth uh what's it called when you do like really
0: investigative de- reports
1: exactly that's not her she relies on other people doing that and then she has her Writes take on about stuff it. yeah and she that's her job
0: no, she's like, uh, she's a Maureen Dowd for the new generation. She's like hot and cool. I like Maureen Dowd. I liked her. She's done some like not so great things. I know um, the name. I'm not yeah, familiar. New York as with Times everything. columnist. She's probably in her 60s now. But she like used to talk about covering five presidential campaigns in heels. That was like a quote that I remember from probably 15 years ago. So she's probably covered 7 or 8. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the ones that still covered in heels. she cover in sneakers don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Once she hits <had> 60. <laughs> get back in heels, Maureen, you
1: selfish bitch. <laughs> we won't see a flat-footed reporter.
0: Yeah, I don't know. i Yeah, no, we need
1: to get we need to get journalists on the show.
0: Totally. Especially Especially Aaron. To. I would love to. I would like to get some bright-party people on the show, but well, you know
1: won't, Why won't the right do the show? We're pretty everybody friendly. Like we've we've I've, like, I've never met an argument I wouldn't immediately. No,
0: I'm becoming more of a Marxist kind of guy every single day. So that'd be fun.
1: Meaning what? You're going full Colby?
0: No, well, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to start saying Friend that of the
1: show, sort of. Colby Keller. Still friends with us, yeah, even yeah. though. Yeah, well, you know. We're still friends with him, even though he's not friends with us. He
0: won't come on the show. No,
1: but we're, we're still best friends with His him. social
0: media <laughs> advisor slash, I think, husband or boyfriend. I don't rem- know which one. Uh, told, advised him against coming back on the show because of the shit storm. Boo, hater. I know, but honestly, we should all be outraged that the reason there was a shit storm was not because of our show, but because some straight white woman stole the story and never told anybody where she heard you it. You know
1: who's the worst? Straight
0: white women. Goddamn right about that. <laughs> Thank God you're a dyke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a half C. <laughs> Let's like, never forget. <laughs> it's like a hoodsey. Did you have hoodsies? Those were. Up? uh They were like chocolate and vanilla, like half and half. Ice cream cups that we had in Boston. No,
1: we called them something else. They were
0: literally called Hoodsies. They were the best. Half and half. It was of course, perfect. we
1: had them. We had every garbage thing that children eat. <laughs> well, it's like
0: swirl soft serve. It's the same idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> more a yeah, little yeah. More cancerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect for kids. <laughs> in the 80s. <eighties. laughs> I like can't wait to see what we all end up with.
1: Did you guys have those... Um like popsicles in, but they were like, um, they were like a crazy, they were like this geometric shape that I don't know the word for. It's not a triangle. It's not a pyramid. It's like.
0: Tra- a trapezoid?
1: Kind of, Yeah, it's a trapezoid. And it was like, it was paper. So you'd rip off the top of it and you'd squeeze it and the thing would come up. It would blurble up at you and it was like kind of thick like it showed. They were great. Remember that they was were like an frozen? icy? Yeah, it was like mm. a juicy kind of thing.
0: No, but I had similar things wrapped in plastic, probably full of xeno hormones. I think. What's e- a
1: xeno hormone? It's mm. something that
0: plastic apparently imp- imparts on your food. I heard it my from my boss, my old boss.
1: Rabid anti-plasticers.
0: Well, it's really it's not good for Mother Earth, and no. it is not good for Mother Body.
1: Did you know? that receipts like receipts that people print out and give to you have like a something carcinogenic on them and because we all not only do we all touch receipts but then we immediately crumple them up and throw them on the floor (laughs) they just like get on your skin and shit so like you're not like you shouldn't like get receipts unless you need one you shouldn't like touch receipts that much i didn't fucking know that but the shit on receipts is shit
0: that's not surprising i mean i've literally been touching receipts daily almost
1: yeah i lick them
0: Um, i use them instead of tampons i've always worked in a position where i've been like giving people receipts yeah always i've always worked around like a type of job where i have to take immediate money from people it's only recently whoring
1: are you talking about your whoring no but
0: isn't that interesting it's only recently that my jobs have not Required that of me as much. I still bartend a few nights a week. Another racist, racist industry. What? Let me tell you. Um. Well, restaurants. Mm. You know, I just. I don't know how, with the deportations, Mm -hmm. industries like restaurants can continue to thrive, in this country. I don't know how industries like construction will continue to thrive i just don't
1: yeah they won't you know what it is that you know what's really upsetting the older i get and you know granted i'm extremely young but even with my obnoxious youth i've still been around to see like everything happens when it's too late that's just how shit works nothing happens because it's a good idea ahead of time on a big scale so whatever it is that you think is fucked up Receipts have cancer on them or could, no one's going to be around to wash dishes or whatever. I, You and I can see that coming from a mile away and probably a lot of other people too, guaranteed. But nothing's going to happen till it's too late. Just like with every other fucking thing, like the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire or whatever. You know what I mean? Like people always, always, 100% of the time have to die before anybody gives a shit for anything.
0: Yeah, it's totally true. But then the... This is the problem is that there's too many people with all the money controlling all the decisions. Right. So like a 9-11 happens, which relatively speaking, not that many people and... Died? Yeah. Yeah. You guess. know, to like other things. Like what? In the world that happen naturally um, or other amounts of civilians that are killed in things. Like 3,000 is a lot. It is, it is a lot, but it's not like you know the tens of thousands that can be lost in an earthquake sure which i guess is different because it's not an act of war
1: right it's also uh, this it's a major city obviously it's like
0: no i'm not minimizing 9-11 it meant something but the people that we shouldn't be arguing about 9-11 okay i I think 9-11 is not a real argument no 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 I don't even mean you and me I just mean people we people should not be Arguing if I think that there there's like More to the story and you don't Fucking cool but what is n- What we should be talking there's about guaranteed
1: More to the story I
0: think there's a lot more to the story To be honest how
1: arrogant to think That we that there's no okay Conspiracy theorists go batch it with it With the Jews and whatever And aliens so they lose me well
0: But I, I'd like to hear more but Keep going
1: okay fair point um, <laughs> When you're right you're right but, and this is what sucks also about the conspiracy nuts is that they're nuts. And so people dismiss everything that they say. And conspiracy is such a bad connotation. But um, there's totally conspiracies fucking right and left. We are not privy to this information. Like, we are here at the bottom. It's what you said. It's rich, powerful people at the top making all the calls. We do not have access to that information. And that is not only terrifying, but that's why people lose their shit and do all those conspiracy theories. Because... As much as that's batshit to take it to the alien extreme, what they're responding to is v- totally real and relatable. That feeling of fear and powerlessness and also certainty that there's more to the story than what you're being told. Yeah, I'm down with that 100%. Yeah.
0: I mean, and I th- I mean my imagination likes to run wild. I always like to imagine it as... Mine doesn't. Of- I
1: keep it tightly under control.
0: <laughs> I Like a Denzel Washington... Sort of movie like that movie The Siege, which I think friend of the show Richard Lawson wrote something about, but it was a great movie about like pre 9 11 Muslim terrorists. Um, it's really, really like probably racist as hell. Is it? Um, I don't remember, I haven't looked I mean, at everything's it. probably racist, yeah. but is it racist? I don't know. I mean, it predicted a lot of shit, kind of. You know it like went Such a little far And it's depicted like you know a terrorist attack Happens or a couple of them Happen and They're like horrific and they're sort of ISIS style more than nine eleven, More than Al-Qaeda uh, If that was Al-Qaeda um,
1: I don't know if I told you this Saudi but, Arabia Oh my god I'm so sorry for my mouth noises Hold on Okay Okay, when I did Hatem's pod, friend of the show Hatem, we have to have Hatem on, holy shit. Um, I love Hatem. I love Hatem. I love Hot Tem. doing his podcast too. I love doing his podcast as well. It's so thing. much fun. It's called, what is it? Made in America? Yeah. Made in America with Hatem. And um, I did it the last Gnome. time. And Noam, right, who owns a cellar. Noam Dwarman? Yeah.
0: Is that his name? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he quite the Jew. and.
0: Um, I'd like to say? have Noam Dwarman on this show. Is that, like, way too much to ask the owner of the Comedy Cellar? I liked that guy a lot. I know.
1: He's one of the smartest people I've ever met.
0: Yeah, he was really cool. I liked the way he talked, too. What were
1: we just talking about? Um, I'm stone cold sober.
0: I know. You're the sober one. What's going on? What
1: were we? I don't know. What were we just saying? Holy shit. You're oh,
0: my God. the episode. I'm not. Yo, like, have I
1: ever met something I didn't destroy
0: with it my personality? Good, right? <laughs> All right. Let's take it back. Talking about you have to have Hatem on the podcast. His podcast was made in America. Yeah, right.
1: No, I remember that part. But walk it back. Walk it back.
0: Walk it back. What were we talking about before <laughs> I then? I don't remember. I, I don't smoked pot before this. You did Oh, it was
1: about conspiracies or oh, something.
0: Oh, 9-11. Yeah. And I said, that "Fuck me, I don't remember I said, "Saudi Arabia, whoever did it, Al Qaeda, this is ISIS mm, shit." That's it. Boom. So did I, I did.
1: Yo, yeah, I'm about to lose it again. <laughs> 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 Both times your fault. Also saved it. Now I've lost it. No. So we were. So we did him. Um, it was some like some like uh guy. This guy Joby Warwick who's like a Pulitzer Prize winner, um, big anti-Israel guy. But we didn't so much get into that. And he was talking about, he wrote about um, like the history of ISIS or whatever, like how ISIS came to be. He's like a super um, expert about it. So he's watched all the videos like he watched all the and shit. And he was like, yeah, don't watch that. Like, that'll keep you up. But somebody asked him why ISIS chooses for the most part to do these like really horrific acts to one person, you know, like. A beheading film that and then put that out there and then they also do bombings and stuff but their thing is like they really just get these individuals in horrific ways and then like broadcast it and he was saying like they figured out and they like explicitly say that there's nothing more disturbing than watching one human being suffer and die. Like, um, you, you can't wrap your mind around lots of people suffering, even though you know it's horrible and you know it's a lot. But watching one person be beheaded or die horrifically is so psychologically disturbing, and that's their, like, warfare.
0: That's why, like, things that try to tell the story of a war and just focus on all the major events feel like something on the History Channel. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know the movies that people remember about specific wars yeah. um focus in on one story about them or one specific episode like the great 911 movie world trade center was about nicolas cage being buried <laughs> under all the <laughs> rubble was it could really you could connect to what happened because of that Are directed by oliver stone really <laughs> of jfk f- conspiracy fan did he
1: um did did nicolas cage in the movie did he like curl up into a ball and then explode like a star and And whoosh all of the debris off of him?
0: Um, No, of course not, Karen. The World Trade Center fell on top of him. It was very realistic. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) He obviously was pulled out by workers that loved America and didn't care about getting horrible cancer that would kill them fifteen years later.
1: Well, they had to save a white man. Yes,
0: exactly. Michael Pena also was saved. I have to be clear.
1: Michael Pena is that the guy in Law and Order?
0: No, I don't think so. Um,
1: um. Is he a hot? Michael Pena was in that Spanish movie guy?
0: with uh, okay, where I'm he was up. a cop driving around South Central with. I think. Um. I don't want to be racist, but I think it's Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal. No one has <laughs> ever ever not been racist after that, especially not the whites. <laughs> I know, but I'm kidding. Um, but I think it's Jake Gyllenhaal and and Michael, Michael Pena. Yeah he was in this movie where they like drove around South central and uh wait can i spoil something listen don't For listen. Sure. skip ahead 15 seconds right <laughs> now okay so but then he's <laughs> the one who dies in that and then i think that michael pina yeah yeah, yeah. sport i made clear that there in was in the movie a yeah and the one where he's a cop so Yo, if anybody doesn't but he lived in world trade center
1: here's the thing if you hate spoilers
0: i hate spoilers grow
1: the fuck up seriously i will
0: not I hate spoilers. Oh,
1: stop!
0: I, I fucking can't stand most. The trigger movie warnings. is not
1: a destination; it is a journey.
0: Karen, did I tell you about trigger warnings? Did no. I tell you that there was a play I saw with a trigger warning on it? <laughs>
1: um, I don't know.
0: There was a trigger warning for body shaming and like mental illness.
1: <laughs> body shaming.
0: It was a it was a show about bodies. Okay. And um, I don't want to like throw a lot of shade on it because like I know people <laughs> that worked on it. But I did feel it was like pretty essentializing. I will say that. it was like what's
1: essentializing? What does that word mean? It just was like
0: trying to make it was about trans women and it was about cis women. Well, it was about trans people and cis women. So it was only about those bodies because they're the bodies that are under attack. Okay, fine. But it was sort of this idea of like trying to tell the story of what's happening. It, it tried to tell it. It was based on interviews. They, it tried to tell the story through like very specific characters that represented some part of the trans or cis woman's experience
1: okay so where's the shade at
0: no shade i just don't know where those things like overlap it was like about bodies and like if you're gonna put a body shaming trigger warning on a show about bodies then
1: fucking shame some some bodies yeah really do it go
0: for it yeah don't hold my hand Like, Mm -hmm. show me what the fuck's up. That's how I feel about theater. Also, if you're doing a show about bodies, there better be body shaming shit in it. I don't need to be told that. I need to be challenged. I don't need to be, like, told once again that if somebody wants they, their, them to be their preferred pronouns, if that's how they want you to identify them, then just don't be a dick and identify them that way. I don't need to be told that. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not information. That, to me, becomes bordering on propaganda. And not like it's advancing some agenda that's hidden among queer people or trans people. That's not what I'm saying. What I mean by propaganda is it's really just a political statement that's reacting to this moment. It's not actually... A, a real genuine piece of art because it's not So it's like by questions. the left,
1: for the left.
0: Like it's everything. telling you. Mm-hmm. It's telling you what the right way to well, speak just, and think is. It's bad
1: and art. Like, forget about the politics of it. That's bad art. Like, okay. art is about showing and not telling.
0: You call it bad art. I call it propaganda.
1: What's the difference, really?
0: Totally. It maybe. could be both, no? Well, yeah, totally. I mean, propaganda can, it's like Lenny Riefenstahl. There's actually going to be a play, I'm seeing it in New York, about Lenny Riefenstahl.
1: I don't know what that means.
0: Lenny Riefenstahl was the Nazi propaganda filmmaker. Mm, right, right, Made right, right, Triumph right. of the Will. Have you seen Triumph of the Will? For and sure. Like other stuff. Yeah, totally. It's
1: essentializing.
0: You know, I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure dis- as, as Hitler descends from the clouds on an airplane, mm-hmm. touches down, and starts, like, he sees babies and shit on this, like, crazy, crazy Nazi-scaled welcome ceremony while he's going through the streets. You know, the Nazis really did things on such a tremendous scale. Mm -hmm. Really, really terrifying. Like just the amount of bodies that they would put in one place. That was part of their
1: psychological warfare was to show you what a machine they are together, what a hive. You can't defeat this, like, you can't defeat the hive mind of them. They're too strong. That's what they were trying to do in Charlottesville, too, by the way. Charlottesville. Charlottesville? That's what they were trying to do there. They were trying to show their number of physical bodies so people would strike fear. That is so hideous because it's not about making a point, right? It's not about making a point. It's not even about showing people we're here, we're queer, get used to it or whatever. It's about sheer brute bullying and intimidation
0: totally and you know what's annoying about donald trump is that donald trump has a point there's violence on both sides he does and have a point with that sta- it has to stop he making it makes me want to scream
1: well him making it in the wake of charlottesville is incredibly inappropriate as always
0: donald trump i hate i i really genuinely this week had a term where i i just really started to hate him i think he's vile
1: mm-hmm. he's vile and uh, as always, he said something that's kind of right at the exact wrong time and pushed it to the exact wrong conclusion. There is vi- there is violence on the left. Though. Okay, the left exactly. Ha- the left hates to admit that there's violence on the left. There's a violent, really ugly side to the left, and there's a there's a side that's not physically violent but also ugly on the left, and there's a lot of it. And it's but it super becomes physical exclusionary.
0: It becomes physical, and it's not good. And if you are really anti-war. This is what I mean. We all have to adopt radical nonviolence. Yeah, agree. Radical.
1: Well, if nonviolence, period, is now radical because of how violent the climate has gotten. Everyone's if you're just violent. nonviolent at all, that's radical.
0: I guess it is because I don't feel radical, but like people really get mad at me for saying. Shit. But
1: it's what you said also about Israel Palestine that the Palestinians need to adopt. Radical nonviolence, and that's the only way. If they well, just I never stop- said
0: that they need to do anything.
1: Okay, okay, I get it, but uh, no, right, no, so no so don't potato, rewrite. Potato, what potato, I potato, potato. I potato, never potato, said, I said potato. You said potato. <laughs> I, the
0: point I is- literally said corn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> corn, corn, <laughs> whatever you people say. But you're not wrong to say that this is literally what a white person is saying they have to do. <laughs> no, but you know you're not wrong. Like it's in a violent place. Like, radical nonviolence is redundant because in violence, nonviolence is radical. Violence is almost always met with violence.
0: No, because I think radical yes, nonviolence... Yes,
1: let do you no? Know? <laughs> How dare you? I think
0: radical <laughs> nonviolence is different because I think that violence... Radical nonviolence, borderline means no self-defense. Now, with radical nonviolence taken to that logical extreme, you risk being completely wiped out you and your people could be completely wiped out if you never retaliate so i don't know well where there's
1: a difference i there's a difference between nonviolence on the individual level and on the group level those are two different things
0: no because individuals yes. make up groups and if individuals choose not to retaliate and all individuals choose to do that the group can easily be wiped out.
1: Yes, of course, but when I mean individuals in the group I just mean individuals have their own agency so I can decide that nonviolence is right for me, you decide it's right for you, this person decides they don't believe in it fine. But when you talk about the group you're talking about centralized decision making, not just look, maybe it's possible a lot of individuals made the same call and they that that's cohesive within the group however that mostly doesn't happen when you're talking about millions of people or tens of thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people so when you're talking about what the group does or doesn't do you're talking about people who are making decisions for the group so those are two different things
0: okay yeah i just also think i i guess i hear what you're saying i don't think that enough people are serious about nonviolence and for sure on an And I also think that, like, as a white person to talk about this, it's just materially different the way the violence affects my life than people who are not white. So I can't really speak to that. But I do know that when I see white people, I can really only respond to white people, not because I'm a pussy, but I just really don't think that I understand what it's like. When we had Anthony Beckford, friend of the show, dear friend of the show, even though he is an enemy of Zionists. (laughs) Karen (laughs) inclusive. It's okay.
1: I forgive him because of his struggle or whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I forgive him because Karen is also my enemy. (laughs) It's fair and well said. (laughs) The enemy of my enemy is Anthony Beckford. uh, (laughs) Vote for him, please. Um, But having him and Akeem and Persephone and James and Jabari and all the people running for office in New York city on the show, talking about violence Witnessing what they're all doing in different ways to address it. Uh, I just I'm really in awe and I always align with Black Lives Matter. Well, but now you're you're no longer Trump. But
1: you're no longer talking about radical nonviolence because some of them, not not all of them, some of them had some pretty violent solutions. Yeah. Anthony. Anthony. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So which is it? What are we doing then? Are we being violent? Are we radically nonviolent?
0: Well, I'm listening to them. I'm listening. I won't participate in violence. Um, but isn't period. supporting
1: a violent person or someone who espouses violence? No, because we of live violence? in a
0: world where we have to we have to choose. We unfortunately live in a world where we have to choose. What side are you going to be on? Yeah. And it, there's many sides. It's not either or. But I, I genuinely am on the side of people not suffering. And I don't think that donald trump understands suffering i don't really think that many politicians understand suffering and i definitely don't think that we as a society can step back and understand that we can reclaim power the idea of a civilian review board for police is something that i think is very foreign to white people it's
1: you don't think it's foreign to all people where where do they have a, a civilian review board where it's just par for the course no i
0: just mean even the idea of one not not the existence of them yeah
1: well yeah i'm challenging that too wait in what community is that just normal that everyone thinks about uh, we we need we all agree
0: i think black people think about that a lot but maybe i'm maybe i'm well,
1: that's a real question being though
0: essentializing. i see that shit a lot among black people on well Twitter. that but
1: that's my genuine question is that a black community thing I want. I genuinely want to know. I can't speak know. for
0: the black community. Well, all I can say is that I see a lot of black people talking about it. Elsa Waith, uh, friend of me of the show, friend in life. I really like Elsa a lot. Uh, we had a really tough episode when we did Crass to mouth with Elsa. <laughs> she has subsequently declined requests <laughs> to come back on the show. Uh, and a big, a big point of contention on that episode. This was in, like, July of last year, I think. It was over a year ago. Maybe yeah. it was September. I don't know. It was close to a year ago. It was forever ago. ago. long time ago. Elsa Waithe, uh, an activist, a black activist in New York, came on the show and brought up the idea for the first time of civilian review boards. And I think both of us, you and I both, were pretty resistant to this idea at the time. We were like, not the idea of civilian review boards, but more to the uh, other the other aspect of her argument which was ultimate uh, police abolition
1: yeah I have a problem with police abolition I think that's a really poorly thought out idea
0: Um, I
1: I totally am empathetic to the sentiment behind that like I I understand that comes from a place of hurt and feeling disenfranchised and just not trusting the system because you see that the system has been in many cases set up to work against you like I really do understand that but the answer is not to have no cops (laughs) that's crazy that's fucking crazy um no cops isn't the answer. People are fucking animals. I mean, the and the cops came from us. So if you think the, the cops, cops are assholes came from a model
0: of as as every as every woke white person knows, Karen, they came from a model of slave catchers.
1: Preach, preach, brother. Yeah, no, I get it. But every society has police. Take the slavery thing out of it. I get it. I, I don't not get it. But that's I, my of whole point. Get okay,
0: going back to the whole beginning of but this entire conversation. I'm saying wait, but real quick, I'm take saying take the if slavery out of it.
1: That's not really what I'm saying. In general, I'm not saying take slavery out of the discussion altogether. I'm saying if you're talking about police abolition. Let's take the slavery out of it for one second because because, yeah, don't shake your fucking head of me. I mean, I'll shake fucking
0: everything. I mean, sit up straight. I'll shake more. Every
1: society, regardless of whether it has a slave history or not, has police and we all need police. And why is that? The police can be assholes. No one's disputing that. That's a fact. Where did they fucking come from? They came from us. (laughs) There's not a separate city where we get our police. They came from us. They're us. They're our communities and they're us. If you think the police are dicks, it's because they're also policing dicks. Now, before anybody fucking jumps down my throat, I'm not saying that everybody, all cops are bad or that everybody that they arrest deserved it. Not at all, obviously Obviously, but I am saying that most cops are them. awful. No, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is people suck. Cops suck. No, what's big deal?
0: But Go do, full do, Colby. do you hear me? Remember when Colby Keller said that he thinks he thought it would be a good idea if more cops got killed? He
1: said all cops need to be shot, and not only can I not forget that, that needs to be brought up constantly <laughs> yeah. because he won't come back on the show.
0: Friend of the show, Colby Keller will
1: now be punished.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room and think about what you've done with your shirt on. and then come back. <laughs> you out of your room <laughs> with your pants off <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh colby
1: oh sweet colby
0: uh go full colby that's always a good idea though you <laughs> I, should just I, be a little nutty you know what guy. we all could be i know he'll come back on at some point
1: i hope so i hope that he uh, turns straight
0: i am followed him on twitter did you yeah i was mad when he wouldn't come on the show it is
1: annoying i was
0: annoyed i was like come on man like that's silly grow
1: up also you said it dude you said it we didn't push you to say it we we asked him if he wanted to take it
0: out but then he came back another time after that and was cool as fuck and like you know like sometimes when you're just like doing a podcast you say shit that's like a little crazy because you're like trying to keep up <laughs> or whatever. Especially if it's not what you do. Like we've now been doing this together for I don't know, like a year and a half, two years almost. No, year really? And yeah, yeah, probably a year Two and a half. years. Today, as we're recording this, do you want to hear something? Yeah. Today, as we're recording this, is August 15th. This is the two-year anniversary. This is 2017. It's the two-year anniversary of me getting into a fight with Kurt Metzger, <laughs> whom I did not know.
1: Muscle-tab. Uh,
0: I w- I actually went back today, and I looked at that initial fight yeah. i was like so sanctimonious i was like you have to really question why you get somebody sometimes. oh i know i live <laughs> you know what it's who i am in my bones but then i can talk about it <laughs>
1: sanct-
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know what but th- i can also talk about it for sure it's okay to get a little sanctimonious. We all have that urge, and like, I have things that I, I don't.
1: Like, I'm always regular.
0: Oh my god, I was like looking, and I was like, oh god, this makes me like. Uh, I want to delete this one. There were like a couple of things that I said that were just like so. I, w- I just didn't <laughs> like evolve past that point of thing, but I'm glad they're out yeah. But there. you
1: should leave it be- for that reason. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And also, not everybody believes in evolving.
0: Yeah, it was really fun to go back and read it though, and just like see how my. Uh, I was like a real dick to Kurt. Kurt was a real dick to me. It was like, well, I was. No, a, I don't believe it. I was probably were dicks
1: to each other. I was probably
0: <laughs> cuntier to Kurt in my reading of it. Than were you? Yeah, probably. Can we
1: reenact it right now?
0: No, it's like, wait, I have to go no, scroll through. Boo. Maybe we'll do it at the show tonight. Okay. Ooh, should we do that?
1: Fucking brilliant.
0: That's a good idea. Yeah,
1: so obviously by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be tomorrow, but tonight we're co-hosting a live Big City Stories Hireable Edition. Yeah. At, um, fuck, I forgot the name Rich of Lane. it. Rich Lane. Rich Lane in Williamsburg. In
0: Brooklyn. That's where we do we're shows. That's where I place. do shows with Big City Stories. And actually, if we do shows as Unhirable and you like the spot we should do shows there it's a really cool place i
1: love the spot i think i did the show there once oh you
0: did yeah yeah
1: it was really fun i called out um that photographer i fucked who was so lame and awful who lives in williamsburg i called him out by name yeah, you on did. your show i was i was like oh, i'm not gonna say his name and then i spelled it out <laughs> uh was it clayton cubit with two t's
0: <laughs> <laughs> real annoying dude. Again. his politics again.
1: are insufferable
0: <laughs> wait worse i than had ours? full sex with him <laughs> full
1: penetrative sex um um, good question. I guess I will leave that to everybody's judgment, but yeah, he's the most annoying person who ever lived. Um, I mm-hmm. guess I have a type. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that
0: shade on, on my, my, you know, I'm feeling nostalgic for, for Kurt today. Yeah, me too. I miss Kurt. You know, I haven't seen Kurt cause he's been away working on a secret project.
1: Oh, the project is so secret. It's so good.
0: But you know, Kurt, uh, has really, would li- I would like to say, actually, uh, once again, I, I think Kurt said a lot of fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that has really made me think about the way that I don't say enough fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. And I think if more people are just willing to say fucked up shit, that the world would be a less violent place. Because if we just listen to ideas that challenge us, mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's much easier.
1: Well, it I will say that the right and the left, as much as they are both despicable come together on two points which is not listening to ideas that they don't care for at all
0: and kill the jews and
1: hating the jews <laughs> yeah Man. that's a
0: Kurt Metzger thing.
1: <laughs> it is a Kurt thing <laughs> <laughs> he's exactly right they all converge on hating jews
0: yeah. <laughs> he's not
1: wrong if you go far enough right and far enough left there ain't no room for jews
0: i know but you know i like like a black radical leftist who hates jews I don't know. Maybe I give black people too much of a pass. but
1: Why, though? And
0: I'll call it specifically Cynthia McKinney. I don't know. Well, because I think Jewish people are fucked up to black people in a way that they aren't to other people, to be honest with you. In New York City. Think so? I'm not talking about all the way, but if you live in like New York City, I think that uh, yes, 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 hundred percent. But it but well, it's what mostly you, okay, the ultra-orthodox there you go. It's supposed to be ultra orthodox. But
1: see they are the most visible but they do not represent us. I
0: know but they own a lot of land and they buy a lot of like titles. I know
1: but you know what I have a problem with people saying Jews do this and that when they're talking about that the Orthodox the same way that I have a problem with people saying white people this and that or black people hear this hear and you. that. I the hear Jews you. as much as they Act unified are really, really splintered. Okay, but Jews are also very insular.
0: Jews are very insular, and see Judaism above nationality. Certain Jews are insular, but all Jews, as I understand it, maybe I'm wrong about this, but all I don't know if only we could get a Jew to comment on this. (laughs) Aren't observant Jews? uh, Isn't uh, since the Holocaust, don't Jews look at being Jews as Jews first, and anything else is kind of irrelevant or Beside the point? Um,
1: I don't know what you mean by that.
0: Nationally speaking. <laughs> Okay, sick. We're back. Sorry about that. There was a little hiccup. Uh, <laughs> I, I let the I let the card fill up on the thing. All right, anyway. It's we're totally
1: off-brand for us, and we apologize.
0: <sighs> we were... Yeah, so there was just a hiccup in the audio, so we had to stop recording and then start recording.
1: It <laughs> took like know. a half an hour
0: for me to figure this fucking you thing out. You
1: know. If you've ever listened to this podcast for two seconds, you already knew that.
0: I love recording remotely. It's <laughs> like super fun to record just hanging out wherever.
1: Oh, yeah. We don't record in the studio anymore for people who have... D- not cared about that <laughs>
0: yeah who knew that we were recording in a studio before <laughs> um but yeah no it's like really fun but like learning how to like use this equipment that we got to do this is really challenging <laughs> for me oh and i haven't
1: i am it's been only tommy i have yeah. not even helped for two seconds which is
0: why i brought it up because we were just before the <laughs> break talking about how jews are the worst yeah, yeah, oh yeah, you're yeah. at my instagram story you're not the worst oh my
1: god i'm
0: what is it? Oh, say? and it actually has a Nazi my Instagram story had a Nazi thing. Oh, it's Adore Delano. It was about Adore Delano. Put up this like like a Nazi symbol made out of the number forty five. Ah. Okay. With like a with a People band are sign. Creative. In it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then I what I loved about it was that I don't know who Adore was talking to. Adore is a RuPaul's drag grace uh queen. I think the runner up from one of the seasons was fabulous. And like was a was Danny Noriega on american idol for people who watch that show but wow wow wow. that was so
1: much detail that no one will understand (laughs) after
0: the fact um but adore delano is an amazing drag queen and i still follow her on instagram and anyway somebody said something to her and what i liked about it was that the comment that showed up under the picture was shut up you cunt basically (laughs) (laughs) it just made me feel really good to see this drag queen calling somebody a stupid cunt um But no, so my point was that on the radical left, that I understand, I just understand that black people and Jewish people got a thing that I don't really get. And like, it's kind of like, go figure that shit out yourselves. Cause it seems really intense. What are you
1: talking about? We love each other.
0: Lies to my <laughs> face. Okay, you even smiled <laughs> with both your eyes, your nose, and your face. Okay, and your mouth. here. <laughs> How dare you smile <laughs> with your face? Here's
1: the thing, from an obviously Jewish perspective, which is a really important
0: perspective. The only one that matters.
1: <laughs> about Jewish people. Materially and people. speaking. So growing up. As you know, I was raised by a couple of Jews and there was always, and we live in Philly, so... But the suburbs of Philly, so there was always the subtext of, well, we got out, right? Like, we're not in the city. We're here in the nice suburbs where the school district is good. So because we had to make all these financial sacrifices and just lifestyle sacrifices and whatever to make this possible, people who don't do that for the sake of their children or whatever are bad and wrong. There's something wrong with them because they haven't made these sacrifices that we've decided are you have to make to be a good person. And my parents did a lot for us and they did sacrifice a lot, but they're also really judgy like that. And the people that it was the easiest to judge, I think it wasn't explicit like that, but it was, of course, all the time was black people because black people, they were the other like upwardly mobile population. Right. So there's always friction between people who see themselves as kind of occupying the same place or competing for it. So there was this like thing that while we never had money, it was like, okay, but we're not that kind of poor. Right. We're 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 like black poor. We're not black poor. We're.
0: Jewish poor is a very different poor. White academic
1: poor. poor. Well, there's Jewish religious poor. That's a different thing. That's like, you know, I don't work because I study the Bible or whatever. And my wife doesn't work because she can't read.
0: There's Jewish poor that's not actually poor.
1: And then there's, and then there's Jewish, right. So what we, well, my parents were at some point poor. We were actually honest to God poor, not just middle class poor. We were poor, but they always were like, um, they always had an attitude, right? So it was like, we're poor, but we're not poor people, right? Like we're poor because we don't have money but we are we're not like classless we don't eat junk food we don't like skimp on education we just like won't buy a big TV or whatever because those aren't our priorities there's always this thing of we can't be like that we might not have money but we're not that
0: so seeing like say in hip hop culture displays of materialism bothered your parents so that that was a big trigger for them yes right so that was like we don't don't do that right and so
1: and so also however on the flip side it was like my parents are not mean people and they're not mean to people so when there's people in front of them like if somebody needs help or whatever they always like my parents are like sweet good people so they're always trying to help people and do good for people who are right in front of them and also they had this like kinship feeling with black people that I always thought was mutual but I, it's obviously just individual but they were like well we were all slaves at one point So they had this kind of thing of like well these are our people too Because we can understand their history of oppression as only Jews can understand The history like hugely systematic oppression that black people face My parents really felt like a spiritual kind of like They felt like that was their family kind of you know what I mean and in, in a weird sense it was they, it, There were racist undertones obviously but they were also like These are also our people
0: yeah, I mean, you know, my I think Irish people in America, I can't speak for the people in Ireland, sort of maintain a similar thing, especially the Catholics, because like from all over. With Oliver, who, Jews or no, black people? No, 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 with, with <laughs> Protestants. <laughs>
1: okay, okay, yeah, no, my, my bad. <laughs> we never
0: had any Jews or black people in Ireland. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair. Uh, there are some in Dublin, but barely anywhere else that I saw. Uh, maybe in Cork City, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know what any of that is. Anyway. It's
1: Irish nonsense.
0: It's a beautiful country. But, um, yeah, but, you know, like, I know, like, a lot of my relatives were racist against black people, but also, like, my mother was friends with a lot of black people because my brother played football, so she became friends with, like, the mm. other moms and, like, a like few Sandra in particular. Bullock. Yeah, pretty much, Did you know? she
1: take in a black child and raise him <laughs> even though he was twice her size?
0: No, like, a few, like, overnights here and there, but, like, nothing ever to, my mom had four kids, you know, right, she right. had no... And uh, a really racist extended family that would have been like, "What's with the black?"
1: And an immediate and family, yeah, 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 and t- <laughs> just
0: horribly racist. <laughs> <children>. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, one of my siblings is pretty racist actually. Um, not against black people, uh, but I, I mean, it's like interesting to say that your sibling racist.
1: is racist, excluding black people, but racist against everybody else. No, it's like pretty targeted towards Asians.
0: Uh, there's a lot of deep Asian racism. That's some Marky
1: Mark shit.
0: Yeah, it's you know what that is. What? That's some Boston shit. Yeah, interesting. People think it's black and white up there, and it is. But there's a lot of anti-Asian shit in Boston.
1: That is so specific. Yeah. Why? My high
0: school was crazy about it too. Crazy, crazy.
1: The Asian thing crazy i don't get it, it though like what's the like what trigger is that you know i'm not i like, don't know asian what did asian do well people do school? wrong oh, okay yeah. <laughs>
0: i don't know i remember hearing a very close relative of mine one time say they're sneaky and that was like the common okay, refrain. okay, but you
1: could say that about everybody they said about say that about Jews. Look people at me. say that about black people Irish they that about people women. my mother
0: says it about Irish people Children. don't Irishmen do work. do you know for why you. though? that's not racist
1: because everybody's sneaky. but everybody's can I tell sneaky. you why it is
0: sneaky because it's using something that applies to everybody as a weapon against a specific group because of the way that they look right. Well, that is racist. Maybe Asian That's people definitionally racist
1: okay well hear me out maybe they should be less sneaky
0: (laughs) (laughs) they should be the exception to the rule asian exceptionalism um no i don't know i mean i think that it's really different to be a white person and i just think like white people i've been really compelled with this thing that anthony said that you need to Step down and make room. I don't know what that means, though, for me. Because I also don't understand.
1: That's a nice idea, I guess, if you are running for public office and you're a black person and running in a black community i'm sure that really resonates and that resonates with a lot of everybody however what a foolish fucking thing to say nobody abdicates power voluntarily what nonsense i don't think
0: that that's what if mm. you had
1: a plan that was a plan let's have a fucking plan getting rid of getting rid of police and telling people in power to just step off is not a plan it's it's just words now now it's just a fucking sentence
0: Well I think what we'll be. So do you want to do
1: shit? Do you just want to get elected?
0: What the conversation That's not
1: directly to Anthony, it's to everybody, but also Anthony. Mm -hmm. I, I wanna ask him that.
0: Um I think after this election all the people that have run on the Green Party should be very vocal about the successes and the challenges that they faced along the way. And try to really build the narrative. No, we should a third debrief party.
1: people after yeah, the election totally. because I want the dirt on the Green Party inside. And by the way, for people who are sick of hearing about green, I'm kind of with you. Like I'm over green politics, but totally. their like weird little party is still so interesting to me. Like they like really just kind of fuck about until they're serious and then it gets real weird and serious. I just wanna know um their like underbelly.
0: Um, I would like to know well, where it's forming. Everything's forming people didn't meet I think the, the national Green Party's Party is dying now, no, I think it's going to die
1: and I think the new Green Party is going to be born out of the ashes like a phoenix
0: well maybe but Jill Stein is really pulling a lot of strings it looks like she's done a lot she's retweeting like but then also you see Jabari he's like doing a lot of democratic socialist stuff and like it, they're trying to get a ballot line
1: yeah but you can't have a party a real national party without a national infrastructure that's just crazy and like I said people in power don't just give up power so what you're gonna have to do is get rid of the whole Green Party and start fresh with new people
0: i know but that's like what everybody always says all the time and it's always true yeah i mean if we if we could build up a a larger mechanism a deep state if you will that could support that kind of radical overhaul like administratively consistently Mm -hmm. i think it could be like really cool for the government if Mm -hmm. the government could just really radically change on a whim i i don't know how the design could work that but i don't know there could be a way that that would work because people change so radically and our needs are so immediate. But like people
1: and institutions are two different things, and institutions are like people, just like corporations are like people, but they're their own thing; they're their own living thing, and they're not human. They're not human. So there's a
0: part of me, and I, I, that, I there's a part of me that thinks that like corporations need to be run by b- benevolent dictators, and then there's aren't they? A part of me that thinks the that what's governments the
1: difference between a CEO and a benevolent dictator? Uh,
0: well. CEOs aren't always benevolent
1: yeah but they're dictators
0: yeah but a benevolent dictator right and some I of guess them are I'm some of them aren't what that signifies for me is somebody who radically profit shares and like incentivizes worker contributions in a way that
1: But that's the kind of thing I feel that isn't scalable
0: I don't know I am d- not smart enough. Me I'm neither. trying to get Oh my that. god, I'm so dumb.
1: And I'm really <laughs> dumb.
0: But that would be something that I think would be really compelling. Anyway, I think it's different for white people. I think it's different for black people. I think it's the same for everybody. I don't know.
1: Wait, go out on a limb though and say it's different for people but also the same.
0: Um <laughs> we're all completely equal and radically unique and special. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Approval Thank you. for your you. poem. Thank you. Uh, I would like to promote our patreon.com slash I think unhirable. Um, so
1: tonight's show. Hopefully we're going to get it. So we're going to record it. Hopefully it works. You guys know we're fucking idiots. And we're going to try to make that work. And we're going to post part or all of it or whatever. It's going to be really fun. We w- are going to get into the Unhirable origin story. If anybody has ever been cu- curious about the um, crash and burn of Crash to Mouth. And then the, evo- the phoenix. Phoenix-like rising of yeah. unhireable it's our own little democracy upward blaze like a reverse 9-11
0: am i allowed to say caitlin bailey's name on this podcast
1: I guess you can say whatever you want. Free okay. speech.
0: Yeah. So the host before me. Yeah. So we'll talk about it. So
1: we'll tell you guys how that ended. Thank you to Fe- everyone who subscribes on the Patreon. We love you so thank much. You, thank we you. see you. We appreciate you. Um, you guys are the fucking shit. You're our family.
0: Totally. And uh, thank you to Caitlin Bailey, future guest of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Am oh. I? Ooh, Karen. Karen's Karen's guy. I wanted to fight with you today. Here we go. No,
1: yeah, It feels good to agree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rapid fire. Want to do a okay. quick one? Ready? Uh, you go first. Asians. Good.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, settle down. <laughs> oh, we're not going one to oh, one. Oh,
0: yeah, I can go uh, black leggings. Matter. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not rapid if I keep laughing. Um, Apple Pay.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Okay, it's all right, forget it. It's not rapid. iPhones. Apple.
0: Macintosh. Apples. Forrest Gump
1: yeah, what's his name? Tom Colin Hanks. Hanks. No, his son. That's the first person I thought of. Ooh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, because I feel like I could get him.
0: Yeah, you probably he's could. He's gettable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. He I think has like he's gotten like a little chubby. He That's looks okay. good. Yeah, totally. Know. I'm into that shit. Do
1: I have a tight? Maybe.
0: Yeah, so do I. I have a crush on my coffee guy. Yeah, he's pretty cute. Is he fat? Um Little he's bit fat. not thin. <laughs> 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 uh, he's definitely gay fat. Uh, but I don't know if he's gay, so he could just be straight. It's hard to tell when somebody looks like that, you know.
1: a 1000%. Yeah.
0: Uh but it's always hot to me no matter who it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh go ahead. Race wars. Amazing. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Kurt Metzger. Sharad.
0: Sharad. Kurt. Oh, they're like a black and white cookie. Happy Can't birthday, Sharad! Oh my God, it's Sharad's ha- birthday. We dedicate this episode and everything to you. Happy and to birthday, Sharad.
1: Sharad, you. if you're listening, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. You are my full blood biological father who raised me to adulthood, and I love you so much. And I have a
0: few questions for you about that, Sharad. But happy birthday. We'll talk about them tomorrow
1: is my full dad and he um he invented my literally favorite word of all time also number one word of 2017 which is blurble which I <laughs> have not stopped saying I just straight up Jack Sherrod shit and I have Jack I immediately was just like Sherrod I'm calling stealsies and he was like well whatever I'm f- a funny person
0: but yeah, I said it to amazing. Upa,
1: Upa in space she was
0: Ooh, t- f- future guest of the show
1: she was tra- she was talking over him and he goes fine Upa, just blurble
0: whatever it is you wanted to say <laughs> <laughs> he's so disrespectful I love that well, man
1: Happy birthday, Shard We love you so much. Heart, Get at us, Adam Horrible Show on everything. Uh, we want to hear what you guys think. Um, we want to hear what you guys think about everything. How do you guys feel right now? What are you guys thinking? What do you think is going to happen? What are you afraid of? What are you excited for? Um, we just want to know what's up with you. See how everybody's feeling these days. Right, no goddamn well how we feel.
0: I want to do one more rapid fire in honor because today Yo, is really the two-year anniversary of my my, my 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 birth into the family. Okay. Um. Okay, so this is I'm gonna just do it. Ready? So
1: funny that you're literally a redheaded stepchild of this. (laughs) I know.
0: Rapid fired. Okay. Cross to mouth. Bailey. (gasps) Caitlin Bailey. Cross to mouth. (laughs) Nick Mullen.
1: Um mustache. Annie Letterman. Titties.
0: Ida Rodriguez.
1: Um, Montreal, that's where I met her.
0: Ari Shafir. Jew, Aaron Gloria Ryan No,
1: it's not that creative. Um my sweet special posts.
0: Classic show. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Stand-up comedy.
1: Me, I'm amazing at it.
0: Great. <laughs> I'm so glad that my fight with Kirk brought me to to do this with you
1: this has been for not just me but all of the listeners i, I know <laughs> <laughs>
0: you don't have to tell me and uh and so it's a good time to announce this is our last show thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs> all right bye see you soon
1: oh god yeah please enough celebrating
0: <laughs> <laughs> bye see you next week or tuesday all right we'll see you next tuesday